Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And today I have my special guest, Eric, Erica, and she is going to talk about um, love languages and also how love languages um, imply on relationships, how they're used in relationships, and what a love language is. So, Erica, please introduce yourself and let the listeners know a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. I am so excited to be talking to you, and especially about love languages as um, you know, restrictions loosen up, right? So people are feeling more like, oh, I can go out, go go on dating. More people are going on dating apps. So I'm super excited. Um, but a little bit about me. My name is Erica Trimnell. I am the CEO and founder of Prison Vibes. And I literally like just started a nonprofit, Prison Light, which is uh, to stress mindfulness for kids. Ooh, that sounds really interesting. I was looking at your website and your website is amazing. And it really looks like you are doing like so many great things, especially with the community and helping others kind of find that um, wellness and Mm -hmm. finding, you know, their spirituality. So definitely check out her website. It has a lot of uh, places you could go, a lot of articles, a lot of events, and also some merchandise on there too. I was like, woo, she got the merch on there too. I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people uh, learn in all sorts of ways, right? And for me, it's all about co-creating your environment. And we do that a lot of times subconsciously. So when you're intentional, like you you wear a shirt on purpose that has an affirmation that affirms who you are or helps you tap into your internal power, like that is, people don't understand, like that is so impactful. We think of it as something that's so benign, right? But, yeah. you know, when you're intentional about co-creating your environment, you can manifest anything. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. When you really put out there um, what you want to manifest and like how you speak to yourself mm-hmm. and, how, and how you speak to others and how you um, even describe yourself to others makes like yep. a huge difference. Yeah, so that's true. That is true. And I think I need to invite you back for um, season three is going to be all about manifestation. Ooh, yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> so we definitely have to talk more about that because I'm doing the whole season is going to um, be devoted to manifestation. So it's going to be really cool. 
Um, but let me ask you, what exactly is love languages and like, how does it work? Like, what is that? Yeah. So it's so funny because I get asked this all the time in my coaching business and, you know, on a personal level, I'm single. So I'm out there in the dating world. So you, you have people ask, oh, well, you know, what's your love language? So basically your love language is how you express love and how you expect to also receive love. So there are five main categories for love languages. It could be um, physical touch, it could be words of affirmation, it could be acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time. So all of those things, and it was um, first introduced by Gary Chapman in like 1992. And he had done a lot of counseling and kind of realized that, you know, the only thing missing here is that when he brings her this, this is him showing love, but she only in her mind, her expectation of what love looks like, right? Could be an affirmation, but since he's not giving that, right? So she's not perceiving the love. So then, you know, the conflict ensues with couples, but that's something, you know, he said, okay, well, let's help you identify that so you can address it and understand that it's just, it's just a simple fix. Yeah. Yeah. So is it true that there's five love languages or is there more than that or less than (laughs) (laughs) i love it yes yes so there are five the original words five love languages but there's so much more and i think to me like I, i i'm a big proponent of understanding yourself fully and being dynamic and exploring yourself And with uh, love languages, especially just on these five, it limits, you know, it limits yourself. It limits the way you're able to view love, right? Mm -hmm. So, so when people just use the five, because I know, like, I've talked to a few ladies and um, they were telling me, like, when they were dating, they said, you know, um, I had to first address what kind of love language he was. Girl, mm-hmm. me, like, right. My husband and I, we've been together since we were like teenagers. So I don't even, I, I honestly do not know what his <laughs> love language is. All I know is his ass still comes home. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> I have that no part. Idea that part. <laughs> yes. I think if I, if I told him, you know, read this book and uh, let's find out what love language you are, he'd probably look at me like I was crazy. But um, for the most part, like I hear a lot of ladies say, well, I need to find out what love language he is. And he mm-hmm. understands what love language I am. Mm-hmm. So those so for somebody who's dating or finding their partner, does that really make that much of a difference? Like when you're in a relationship? or starting a relationship or dating? So it really boils down to the own person's experience and understanding of themselves, right? If you don't have that solid foundation in who you are, then I think knowing and understanding your love language is a good thing. However, a lot of people get so attached to, well, he didn't do the quality time and that's my love languages. So the relationship is over or right. Or she didn't do the acts of service and that's my love languages and the relationship is over. Right. So it's, it is a tool and like any tool, it can be useful, but I mean, this is 1992. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) So we're a little bit, you know, we're a little bit past that. And I think for those of us who are spiritual or have a deeper understanding of ourselves, love languages are so antiquated. 
it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a way for people to put you in a box yeah. and love you in this box, just like this. Right. And, yeah. and not, and not love you in any other way. It's, it's a one, it's like, it's a one, like a one track mind. Mm, yeah. So, so there's like, it's, yeah. So it could almost be a little bit like eliminating in some Absolutely. way. Yeah. Because, Absolutely. Because not everybody might just be one love language. Like I like attention and I like merchandise. <laughs> like I like <laughs> Yes. Give me the gift too. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, that's what I tell people, especially when I, um, you know, when I work with couples or even just like friends who are telling me, oh, well, he didn't and he's not. And I'm like, okay, wait, hold on, stop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because you're, you are attaching a certain expectation. And then also when we like really like dive into it, quality time for you might look different than quality time for somebody else. I dated Mm -hmm. a guy who thought quality time was just being in the same area, although he played video games all day long. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> exactly right not to say that yeah. that's wrong or that's right, right. but that's definitely different of... exactly that was definitely different than my expectation of quality time yeah well, same, same with the phone like you know my husband says I'm always on my phone or I'm mm-hmm. always you know like mm-hmm. making tiktoks or you know I'm always doing something you know and he's not a big social media person like he doesn't really go on social media um, that much, or he, he doesn't really have it. And, um, for me, you know, I'm like, well, this is kind of like my fun. This is what I like to do. I'm a creative person. Like this is kind of my way of like expressing myself. So, um, I can see how there could definitely be like barriers of like understanding, um, that people are different, you know, like he does social media. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, we still work out great. You know, like I really try not to be too much on my phone. Like if he's on his phone, then I'm going to be on my phone. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, look, I'm not going to, you know, if you're on your phone, then I'm going to be on my phone. But like, if I notice that he's not on his phone, then I'll make sure to put my phone away. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important when a couple is first starting out to not be on the phone like when they're together, especially like when they're dating, you know, that I think would be probably kind of also like a um, distraction to really get to know that person. Uh, Maybe I'm just being, because I've been with my husband for like 25 (laughs) years. I'm like, what else are we going to talk about? We already know everything about each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But in the beginning, I could see how the phone would be like a big no, no. So how do people use, like, how do you use the love languages with your clients? Do you talk about it through them? Do you have them find out like what most love language resonates with them versus Mm -hmm. which ones don't? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is something that I introduce, but again, it, it depends on the client because I've got a lot of clients who are you know, far into their spiritual journey. And we talk about how it's an, it's a tool that they no longer need, right? So they can really take that out of their tool belt. So when you approach a situation, when you approach a new relationship, or you're going on that first date, you don't really need to know his love languages, because that doesn't really matter. What you need to find out is the person, are they in alignment with you? Like that is more important. 
right? right. Versus right. they only show love um, through quality time or they don't give you enough gifts. That, that to me, that is, <laughs> that is so like, they that, don't give me uh, enough. Gifts. Like the, you're like, mm, like, the no, like it. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go on a date with you and you didn't bring no roses? Exactly, like, no. exactly. And if you're caught up, you know, in that and you're so stuck in, you know, the the realm of just these five love, love languages and this is your one and I need this, then to me, that's someone who really hasn't taken the time to fully explore themselves. And I, I'm, a lot of the people that I think I t- I've talked to about love languages have like, oh, this one's number you know, one, but like, this is a close second, right? Or this is yeah. a third. And I really wish the test had an option, like not available or all of it, mm. you know, because it's very specific. And there are a lot of those questions, like even for me, where I'm like, well, really none of this applies to me. So, yeah, you, you know, what do you do? But you have to choose one. So then you could be look, like put back in that box of which one is your love language. Mm, okay. What love languages do you think most people fall under? Is there like one that sticks out where everybody in some way needs it or everybody in some way? Um it's kind of like a very common one for uh, what I hear is quality time, the quality time, time. Mm-hmm. time with your loved ones matters the most. And it could be, you know, some people are okay with two people in a room playing phones or playing video games. Some people need a little bit more in that quality time, but mm-hmm. generally quality time is, is top on everyone's list when it comes to your romantic okay. partner. Right. Because it's like, if you don't take time to see me or you don't take time to spend um, it with me, then Mm -hmm. what's the point of even seeing each other? Exactly. Or what's the point of dating? Exactly. Exactly. And I think sometimes people also get hung up because it's quality time, not quantity time, right? It's not that we spent three hours together or we had a whole day date but it was the quality of that time spent together that is the most important because I have a lot of couples who, you know, they, they both travel right for work and right. so they have very limited time together, but they're very intentional about the time they spend together. Yeah. Um, it is, is their time, right? They phones are off. They're doing whatever activity that they want to be engaged in at that moment. And it is what it is. And that works for them. But again, it's about the quality, not necessarily the quantity. Okay. Okay. When, um, so when you, um, started, like you said that you're like dating. So when you start, like, cause I would think it would be really hard. Like for me, like no way am I a relationship expert. Like this is why I kind of <laughs> devoted, devoted this whole season to relationships because, um, I've definitely been in a lot of complicated relationships, um, not, you know, love relationships, but like business relationships, mm-hmm. family dynamics, mm-hmm. all that crazy stuff. So I would think that somebody who is in this field of relationships, almost do you get like hit with a ton of red flags? Like you're like, oops, that's a red flag. Oops. 
that's a red flag. Ooh, that's a red flag. I would think that would be like kind of difficult to be like dating out here. Like, how are you doing this? Right. Oh, girl. Huh? That's a whole nother episode. That's too much. That's a whole nother. But to put it, you know, I I don't know if I say a lot of red flags because when I look at people, um, you know, I see them for who they are. And I'm at a point in my life where I can show love to anyone regardless of, you know, what they're into, what they're not into, if it matches mine or if it doesn't match mine. Um, and and with that, it's more about, are you are you in alignment? Like, where are you going with your life? Are you living in your purpose? Like that to me, like if you're not living in your purpose, then it's like, okay, this can only go but so far. But the yes. kind of the the other coin to that is I'm very much, you know, tapped into the universe. My plan is might be different than what the universe has for me, right? So right. it was so funny. One of my last relationships, I was like, okay, the next person I meet has got to do X, Y, Z. And he literally showed up. It was within a week and gave right. me exactly, you know, I got exactly what I wanted, what I wanted, what I asked for. And oh, it was wow. what I needed. But it wasn't meant to last always. It was meant to teach me that lesson. So I look at people. Oh. I, yeah. So you, always, man, so you manifested yes. that person Absolutely. for a lesson, not yes. necessarily for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like how you put that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I look, you know, people are our mirrors. They help us see the things, the good things in us and even the bad things in us that we need to address so that we can continuously grow and evolve and and become more dynamic, right? So I look at every relationship, whether it is a platonic relationship or whether it's a familiar relationship, as they're showing me something that I need to learn from it. And I don't classify it like, oh my God, this was a bad person or this was a a bad situation. I just probably needed a hard lesson, right? Like it sucked, obviously, but (laughs) I needed that lesson. I needed the harder lesson versus the nice, like, oh, well, here you go. <laughs> like all wrapped up in a pretty bow. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I think also like, you know, when you're saying with the five love languages, like it's so like for, you know, for people who don't know what they are, like there's, you know, different ones. There's, um, affirmations there's quality time Mm -hmm. there's physical touch there's active Mm -hmm. service and then there's receiving gifts so they say that you know just those five kind of resembles the how the relationship would work Mm -hmm. and that you kind of need to understand what is it that your partner or the person that you're in a Mm -hmm. relationship really um contributes to as um affection if it's like affirmations like some people really, really need affirmations from their spouse, yeah. or they really need support from their spouse. Yeah. Me, personally, I do not. Like, um, <laughs> I, I was talking to one lady, and she goes, well, I need to talk to my husband about, you know, starting my podcast, or being on a podcast before mm-hmm. I do that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, well, you know, get back to me or whatever. And it's like, just, you know, to have that affirmation from her husband, like, yes, yeah, she would be great at a podcast or da, 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 da. Like for me, the affirmations, I feel like because I'm so, I guess you could say that I'm so already 
you built, know who you are. Yeah, built on yeah. who I am and what I want to do. That mm-hmm. like, I'm like, yeah, I don't care yeah. if he says that's a waste of time. I'm still doing yeah. it, you know. Or yeah. if he says that's crazy, why would you do that? Or how much, you know, how much time are you going to spend doing this? You know, it's like this is my thing. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. You know, you could come in, or you know, you could join me. You know, mm-hmm. in this process. Or you can, you know, watch, you know, whichever you decide. Yeah, absolutely. You got to kind of figure out what it is like, because like, I like my quality time with my husband. I make sure like to not have stuff planned when I'm home with him because, or like when we both have the same days off because he works a lot, I work a lot. Um, So the days that I do have off, I want to spend it with him. And it's not Mm -hmm. that I don't want to spend it with my girlfriends or people um, you know, my coworkers or whatnot. It's just that I have such limited time. We both have such limited time because we both work long days when we do actually work because we're both in the healthcare industry that Mm. I want to make sure that our time is spent as quality time together, you know? So getting caught up in those five different love language, like, like you, like you were saying, in actuality, like the book was written, like you said, in 1992. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much has changed since then. Absolutely. You know, so much has changed. There's now like social media. Mm-hmm. There's now all this other complex stuff that's yep. put upon relationships. So finding what works for somebody with just love language, it's just, you know, it could be way more than that. So that is a great, I really like that you acknowledge that, that it's, it's almost limiting because, um, because I'm like, you know, I, I kind of want a little bit, I'm like all the love languages. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all. I want <laughs> like, my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you, can. you totally yeah. can have that. And I, I think that's the beauty because love can show up in so many different ways. And it really goes back like, so how you were talking about the person who really wanted, you know, words of affirmation to me, you know, I might dig into that. Like, well, why does it, why do you feel like you need to be affirmed by somebody else? Right. Mm -hmm. And what does that do for you? Like, why aren't you also affirm? Are you affirming yourself? If you are, okay, good. If you're not, then why aren't you affirming yourself? Like, do you say affirmations? Right. Right. Um, Right. Because a lot of times the way in which we perceive and receive love comes from our childhood right oh, and gosh. as we know I know are you that damn childhood messing us up all the time right it does it really does it so it originates from our childhood so whatever trauma you've experienced in your childhood you're essentially bringing that to the present moment when you hold very tightly to your whatever love language it is, whether it's affirmations or quality time that originates from that. And it's funny, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about, um, you know, we're both single. So we're talking about love languages and I'm just like, oh God, I hate when, I hate when a guy asks me that. And I said, I, you know, I don't care what kind of love language you are. If it's something that let's say I don't do often, I'll, I will admit I, I do not uh, verbally affirm my partner a lot. Mm. And so if I meet someone who needs that, I said, I actually welcome that because that allows me to grow, right? Mm-hmm. That allows me to develop that skill that I'm weak in. And a lot of times, right. you know, we want to look for partners 
that only affirm the good parts of us, that don't show us the areas that we need to grow and develop and, and, and just become better human beings. But I'm like, no, I want that. I want to sit in that uncomfortableness of like, oh, I didn't say I love you or, you know, you look good in that or whatever. Okay, let's, you know, is this something you work on? Is this something you build? Like with any skill, it takes practice. Yeah, it does take practice. Oh, Lordy, it sure does take practice. Yeah, it does. Like, I mean, especially like, uh, you know, I would say my husband and I, we've been together like 25 years. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Congratulations. There's, <laughs> there's been a lot of times where it's been practice, practice, practice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just like, hey, hanging out, trying to figure it out, you know, raise a family. That. and I love and, it. And do stuff like that, you know, and spend time with each other. But it takes it takes a lot to try to learn how to communicate. Like communication, mm-hmm. I would say, is the number one, regardless mm-hmm. of what the love language <laughs> is. Um, are there like do men have a Pacific love language versus women? Like, are there more men that are more concentrated on one love language than an, a woman? I no, because men are, they're really dynamic. And, you know, when you get a man, I say get him alone, it sounds all wrong. But, you know, when you, when you really talk to men, they, you know, will tell you anything from words of affirmation, from people who love quality time, men who love gifts. Um, so I think it's kind of like a, you know, a myth, a myth or a misnomer that most men are X, whatever, you know, whatever you want to say. It could be physical touch, right? Because we think, oh, a man, it's sexual. But there's right. a That's, lot of men. That would yeah. be the first thing I would mm-hmm. think. That, like, mm-hmm. they're just freaking horny. I mean, they're just walking around, <laughs> yes. like, thinking of sex all the time, right? Yep. So I would think yep. it would be physical touch. Mm-hmm. But actually, that. I mean, no. Yeah, there's a lot of men who love affirmations. They want their, you know, their wife, their mm-hmm. partner to affirm them. You know, there's a lot of men who also want that quality time. They want to be with you, right? Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> right. They, they actually want to hang out. Yeah, want to yeah. know what you're doing. Exactly. What you eat for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then acts of service too, right? Especially depending on, you know, the type of job that your man has. You said, you're, you know, your man's in healthcare. So I'm yeah. sure he would love it if you would, you know, if you could take something off of his plate, right? Of the things oh. that... He has to do he right exactly. Yes, yeah, <laughs> service. Like, can you rub my feet? Rub my bag? Do this? Mm-hmm. Pick up my eye drops? Like, I'm like, dude, I'm doing so much over here. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's his love language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> I love this topic because it's really actually kind of just funny how so many people are are different when people come mm-hmm. to you and they say like we're not vibing or mm. we're, we're not getting along <laughs> you know i don't know what's off what mm-hmm. is it usually the love languages that are off or what is because i feel like uh with marriage especially like marriages after a, a long time or marriages where you know it's kind of been um maybe rocky or mm-hmm. marriages where they're um you know i heard it's the first year the seventh year the 15th mm-hmm. year <laughs> and then the 20th year i'll yeah. have like some kind of 
you know, obstacle or maybe their communication isn't good or maybe there's some infidelity or maybe, you know, whatever. When people come to you and they say, you know, we're just we're just not liking each other right now. What yeah. is it usually the love languages or is it usually something else? No, it's generally something else. Um, okay. It's everyone has a, it, it, a lot of times like what you said, communication is key. So mm-hmm. like what your perspective is of what a wife should be generally might be different than your husband's. And if you guys never communicated what that looks like beforehand, so you're playing this role, right? And then he's playing the role he thinks he should, he should play in the relationship. And then you realize, wait, this isn't the person I wanted to be with. Like I wanted to be with the you who I met, who was out there doing all this stuff and, you know, had a lot going on. But now that you're my wife, or let's say now that you're my girlfriend, you're now playing a role. So you're a little bit different. Mm. So a lot, we, so it's funny. There is the science, like once Mm -hmm. we reach past the age of 35, 95% of what we do is a pattern from we've learned from the past. So when you think about it, when you think about it like that, anytime you're interacting with someone, you're really replicating that pattern. That we've learned, is it through Mm -hmm. childhood or Mm -hmm. just through childhood in your life? Yeah. Things Mm -hmm. have been, things have been reinforced. We have reinforced narratives, right? So like love languages, we've been reinforcing that since 1992, Mm -hmm. but you know, have you really like sat down to think? Is, is this really my love languages or does this really, is this, is this really it, right? Does this really work for me? And I'm all mm-hmm. about assessing and reassessing tools. I think tools are good and there's some tools you got to let go. Like it was great for this part of my life and it taught me this, mm-hmm. but now I'm moving on to a different phase of my life and I no longer need this tool. I no longer need to be dis- defensive or I no longer need to, um, you know, retreat or whatever, you know, the Mm -hmm. tool or the pattern that you had now becomes a limiting pattern, right? Like you said before, love languages Mm -hmm. can be that for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And when people like, um, when people say like, we're not getting along or we're not, um, figuring this out, would you say like, um, what would you tell them? Like, what would you say? Like find a you know, find somebody to help you work through it or <laughs> like, would you give them any tips or what would you tell somebody if they came to you with that? Yeah, I would um, both have them separately really write down like foundationally, like, what do you want? What are you looking for in a partner? And then yeah. also like, who are you at your core? What mm-hmm. sets your soul on fire? And mm-hmm. when you, when you have those two, and then you're looking at the person in front of you, right. You can really, you can easily assess, right. Yeah. Okay. This is what I want. This is who I am. And does this person fit? Does this person align with it? Yeah. And I'm talking not like on a superficial level where, you know, he's got to be six, five blue eyes or like dull, <laughs> you know, dark and tall, like, no, like, like, you know, like you're like, you say your non-negotiable things that I want in a person. Yes. You know, are they are they honest? Do they have a sense of right. humor? Are they family oriented? Like all like like the real juicy stuff. 
all the other stuff is extra. And you know, with society, you can pretty much change anything nowadays. Your eye color, your your I know, your, height, your skin you color. Have, yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're a whole new person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's what's so, it's what's under the hood that truly matters. Right. How does that person really treat you or mm-hmm. you feel around them or what? what it is that you know you feel like they could bring to you and you can give to them kind of um what's you know what's really going on i i mean with like love languages do they play an aspect with family like family dynamics or is oh, it most yeah. okay is yeah. so it's not just like couples yeah it's, it's also it's... like mother daughter mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. sister brother okay yeah you can use love language in every area of your life with every single relationship it's not just your partner uh it could be your mom like you say it could be your daughter it could be uh-huh. you know your neighbor you know even in the in the workplace setting right when really? you think about like your coworkers and how they treat you or how, you know, there are some that want to be praised for their good work and there's some that don't want to be praised, right? They don't need that affirmation. Some just need, you right. know, some maybe just need the money, right? Like, right. They, they, they need that gift. I'm going to work, get my money and go home. Leave me alone, people. Right. Yes, the gift to me would be a raise, right? Or a bonus. So yeah. it really, you know, <laughs> you really can apply it in every single area. But you said something that was really um, interesting because you talked about people kind of assessing like what that person can do for them or or how they're adding or Mm -hmm. bringing value. And to be honest, I think sometimes that is where people get stuck is because Mm -hmm. if you are, let's say you're going into this relationship, looking for someone to fill a need or fill a void, they're Mm -hmm. only, it's only going to last for so long, right? This toy, this this shiny new toy, you're only going to be excited with it for how, you know, that could be a year for you. It could be seven years for you. It could be Mm -hmm. 20 years for you. And then you're going to wake up and realize that this no longer fills that need or it doesn't fill that void. So I need a new toy. I need something else to, to fill it. And, you know, with society, we really kind of have this consumption consumerism mentality, right? So you're always looking for the next so, you know, people apply that in their relationships. They're looking for the next, the next bigger, better person, the next right. man who, you know, has got more money or a better job or the next female, you know, who's not a six, but a 10 or, you know, all of those right. things. But yeah. again, that's, um, you know, that's all very superficial. That's all very yeah. like an, an attachment to something. So it's really yeah. about being grounded in your own, like what works for you. Right. You know, if he is yeah. four eight and you know wears glasses, but you love you know you love him and you together you guys magnify each other's light, then that's the person mm-hmm. for you. Like, who cares what he looks like? You know, nobody yeah. else is dating him but you. Right, like, but you. you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but, think when I meant like what they bring, you know, to the relationship. I mean, like uh, with the companionship. Like, is it you know do do they make me? Um, feel happy is it like constant you know worrying like is he a cheater is she a cheater you know or am I you know in a relationship where maybe it doesn't really fit who I Mm -hmm. am Mm -hmm. so I think yeah because sometimes um 
I know like I have um, talked to people who will say like, I have a hard time finding, you know, uh, a, like a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or have had like a lot of times with relationships where they've had like maybe like a five man, five month lifespan and then they mm-hmm. kind of die out or something happens where, you know, we did, we did a conversation on getting ghosted, like how you're talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they ghost you. And I'm like, Whoa, this is a new thing. I was like, so they don't even say like, Hey, this isn't working out for me. You know, no, no kind of communication. (laughs) Just all of a sudden one time they gone. Like, like, you know, they just ghost you. I'm like, what? So that's trip. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's I'm gonna say you're lucky you don't have to to deal with that and um, I think yeah you're absolutely right in understanding how that person makes you feel Um, but it's got to be in addition like you've got to already be whole yes you you know if you aren't whole and you're looking for someone to make you happy right you gotta be happy first you gotta do what makes you happy. And that's the only way you're going to have a truly successful relationship unless you've got two people who are trauma bonding. And then that is a whole, you know, that that's a whole nother episode for you too. Like when it comes right. to, you know, relationships, are you guys um, magnifying each other's light or are you guys, you know, just together because you both are, you know, trauma bonding, you've both been through traumatic experiences and can understand that. Yes, yes. And I definitely would say that probably my husband and I, when we first started our relationship, there was a lot of trauma bonding, just mm-hmm. from the way we both were raised and grew up that um, the chemistry and the, I guess you could say backstory of trauma was definitely there. So mm-hmm. it was very easy to feel comfortable uh, with somebody who's already been through so many life circumstances as mm-hmm. uh, what you, you know, kind of had to do. And sometimes that will seem like um, major chemistry, but in actuality, it can be very toxic. So you definitely have to um, work through that and do Mm -hmm. healing with yourself. Absolutely. First, before you can uh, heal anybody else. So Absolutely. Like that. Like yes. that, that, um, that's a good conversation too. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and the fact that you bring up healing yourself, I think that is the utmost important thing you can do mm-hmm. because once you heal yourself, you are essentially healing other people because our life oh, yeah. is, you know, it's, it's filtered by our perspective. I could oh, yeah. let's say not like you for whatever reason. Right. Um, If I take the time to dig into that, to figure out where that actually originated from, because it's nothing you're actually doing. It's a trigger, right, right, from the past. So if I'm able to go back and figure out, well, why don't I like Catherine? Like, where is that coming from? And I'm like, she reminds me of that aunt that used to like, you know, I don't know. Right, pull um, my hair. Exactly, exactly. She reminds me of her. Oh my God, that's it. So it's really not her. Then next time I see you, I'm going to look at you completely different. I'm not going to look at you as a person like, oh, I I don't like her, but I don't know why. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to have that awareness, that understanding now. that That's where that comes from. And now I can diffuse that trigger. And then you and me, we can be BFFs. Right. Or if you're like on the other end of that, because I feel like um, 
sometimes, you know, you, you feel it from the other side and you're like, how come this person doesn't like me? Like, I feel like I'm super approachable or I feel (laughs) like I'm this and this, but they just seem like they don't like me that it really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with that that other person for whatever reason. Um, there's either something, you know, that doesn't resonate with them that they can't, you know, I guess, talk to you about, Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. you know, it just, you know, they decide to ghost you, I guess is what my friend was saying is the new thing that everybody does. It It just ghost you. What the heck? It so is. And it's, you know, that is trauma for people, right? When they get ghosted and when someone doesn't resonate with you, a lot of people take that to heart and they internalize it. Oh, I bet. And so they feel like yes. it's, I, I'm not worthy of this person. And I, and, and a lot of times it's, I didn't even really like him, but I just wanted to hang out with him. And then they ghost right. you and then you feel like, well, dang, they don't even like me. Oh, you know, what's wrong with me? Right. And it's not, you know, I, I always tell people like, it's, it's nothing wrong with you. It's, right. it's, it's them. But right. something you do need to work on is why you feel like you need to be validated from them because right. you don't. Right. Or you didn't even know that you didn't like that person that much. And then all of a sudden they ghosted you and you're like, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, now I kind of liked him. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you did not. Yeah. You did not yeah. like him. You just like him now because he ghosted you. So now you want to know why he ghosted you. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Like- which, which I'm sure that might come from some type of trauma, right? We wanted yeah. something that we can't have. You yeah. know, so it's like, oh, you might, you might need to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, oh, I think it's, I think it's so fascinating. And, you know, the dating world, I, I, I love, I love to have fun with it. I think whatever experience that I'm having is the experience I'm meant to have. So I never look at life like, um, you know, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me. Everything happens for you. Um, it's right. just how you choose to see it, how you choose oh, to definitely. view the world. Definitely. Well, this was a great conversation. So please let everybody know what would you like to close out with about love languages to the, um, to the listeners. Ooh, okay. Um, so I think I would just like to reiterate that love languages are a good tool and starting point, but it certainly isn't the end and you can experience love and should try to experience love in all its different forms because then that way you can truly be um, a dynamic, amazing individual and you'll be able to receive love from the universe in a multitude of ways. And I think that's what we're Mm -hmm. all looking for, right? So you don't want to block that off by only trying to um, adhere to one love language. So just be open. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that was amazing. And please let everybody know how can they find you or reach out to you if they need to get a hold of you. Maybe you could help them with their love languages, relationships, and see what all uh, new projects you have coming up, especially with your amazing website and your new nonprofit. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited because, you know, the kids are our future, right? Right. So it only makes sense to let's let's teach them these tools now, right? We don't want yeah. them to have to, you know, later on right. in life, like me, try to unlearn all these patterns. Let's teach you the tools now, and then you can grow up to create the life that you dream of. 
So um, if people are trying to stalk me, uh, <laughs> I'm on every I'm on every social media that there right. is. That there is right, <laughs> right. I'm very stalkable. Exactly, I am. I'm like stalkable. truly like no, yeah. really. <laughs> um, yeah, but probably the um, easiest way is through the website, or um, you can hit me up on Instagram. So for the business Instagram, it's at Vibe Prism, and our website is PrismVibes.com. Mm, and we will have all that information in the show notes as well too so that is great so thank you so much for joining us today and talking about love languages on chakras and cuss words and i just want to thank you for coming on and i hope you have an amazing day and to all the listeners thank you um for tuning in to another episode of chakras words season two all about relationships please comment like, sub- sub- subscribe, and rate this podcast. And I hope to see you guys all around and hear from you on either Instagram or Facebook. And everybody have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. It was great uh, having this conversation with you. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I will let you know when I um when I release the episode. It will probably be in about maybe um a month, honestly, just because of the the format of all the episodes that I got going on. So I will email you and let you know and then um share the link too with you and also tag you on uh Instagram and all that fun stuff. Awesome, awesome. So qu- quick question. You uh-huh. had asked about a graphic. Wouldn't you need that by? I don't need you to make a graphic. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. If you have, yeah, I don't need you to make a graphic. If you have um, a picture that you would yeah. prefer me to use, okay. uh, you could send it to me um, via email or via okay. Instagram, whichever way you want. And okay. I can use that or I can just... Um, scroll through your Instagram. That's actually what I have to make today is a um, graphic for feng shui for one of the episodes that I had released. I haven't made one yet. So I want to make sure to continue to promote that episode too. So. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely um, do that, but feel free to stop away too. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I will. I will. So if I see, if I see a photo that I really like, is it okay that I just grab it off of your Instagram? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much, Cass. And thank you too for all that you do, girl, honey. I I know. I'm getting, I'm finishing up my master's in public health right now. So. Oh yeah. uh, It's busy, busy time. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye.